This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Well, it's the age-old question. Am I the only one who does this particular thing? And you don't know the answer to it because we just don't talk about things like this in polite company or ever. Uh, Secret. And that's why we've given this safe place on the Colleen and Bradley Show. My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. Bradley Trainers on vacation. Holly and I are here with you. Well, hello. Hello. So we've, we, we've done this the last couple weeks. Uh, and if you are a listener who thinks, I'm wondering if I'm the only one who does this thing, send us an email. Send us a tweet. Safe space. Safe, it's a safe space. This is sort of like a workshop. Mm-hmm. So if you send those along, then we just sort of like hang on to them in a special little tickler file, and then they might show up in the segment. And you can find out if indeed you are the only one who does this particular thing. And this one comes from listener Scott, who, hey, Scott. who asked the following question. Uh, I never eat snacks, chips, crackers, etc. right from the package. I will pour a serving into a bowl or plate and then enjoy. Am I the only one who does this? Mm. 651-641-1071. So as you can see, these are not things you walk around the world asking people. But you may wonder, huh, this is a behavior. Am I the only one who does this thing? Huh? So I think Scott is is especially talking about you know, when you're home alone and you're grabbing, you know, a little snacky poo, some people might think, well, nobody's looking. I'll just go straight to the bag for this. But Scott's saying 100% of the time he gets out a plate or a bowl, pours it in the plate or bowl, and then sits down with a snack. Is he the only one who does this? 651-641-1071. Holly, I go to you. Scott, you're not the only one who does that. However... That was a behavior I had to learn to undo. Mm. Growing up in a house with mm-hmm. multiple people, mm-hmm. I didn't just raise myself as a child. Yeah. Holly, not raised <laughs> by wolves. Not raised by wolves. But I used to get reprimanded for sticking my hand in the chip bag. Yes. Because people would be like, well, that is a shared chip bag. Well, I'm a grown woman and mm. I got my own chip bag and I stick my dirty mitts in that chip bag uh-huh. and I put it in my gullet. All right. So I have unlearned that behavior. I used to be a bull person, but now I'm just, give me the bag. Just why, hand why it on even, over. Why even bother? Who cares? You lay claim to that, and that's yours, and I'm fine with that. Um, 651-641-1071. Do you just like go straight into the bag, or do you always get out a bowl or a plate and portion out your snack now, I got to be honest with you. So I live in a house with four other people. Yeah, you've got hands. There's hands There's everywhere. Hands. And I do feel strongly about, for a couple of reasons, well, even if it is a snack that only I eat, I will be an example and put it in a bowl or on a plate. Oh, wow, that's so nice of but you. But here's the other thing. You never know when you're going to have company and you're going to like need to furnish real quick like a bowl of Doritos or something. And I don't want to give them the Doritos with my hand juice on it. So 
I just, I all, yes. And also it's in that, it's in a way of stopping yourself from continuing sure. on the experience. What I'm hearing from you, Colleen. Yeah. Is that you're an actual human being <laughs> who's social and anticipates things like company <laughs> coming over to your house. house. Right. I know. I Those know. are things that as a semi hermit who leaves the house to come to the station and walks around my neighborhood, I don't worry about those things. Although safe space, mm-hmm. sometimes I won't bring the bag of snacks out onto the couch because then I know I have to share yes. and I have to share with my husband. Yeah. And sometimes you just sometimes want, I want my own portion because I know when, because when I have to share, I know that my portions are going to be significantly less because his handfuls are bigger than my handfuls. Mm-hmm. And then I don't want to like regulate on that because that's just mean. That's a good point. So then sometimes I'll just have the secret snack in the kitchen <laughs> and I'm not going to bring them out to be like, hey, you want to share? No, I don't want to no, share at the moment. No, because you don't want to. But then sometimes I do. Anyways, that's my safe confession. Thank you. Thank am you. I the only one who does that? Uh, <laughs> the question is, am I the only one who eats snacks always from a bowl or plate, not f- straight from the package? 651-641-1071. This is a question that comes from Scott. We have Dawn on the line. Hi, Dawn. Hi, how are you? Good. How are you? Good. What's your situation? Um, I was just going to say that there, there's several reasons I like to have a bowl of, of snacks. Yeah. Number one, like Holly said, portion control. Number two would be sometimes when you when you put your hand in there and you take the food out of the bag and you put it in your mouth, you might be getting saliva and crap on your hand. Right. You don't want to stick. You don't want to stick that. Back yeah. In plunge the bag. that back in the okay. bag and, and you're re-enjoying unless, it. Unless, unless the bag is just for you. Right. But the other thing is I cannot stand. The noise of the crinkly bag. Yes. It drives me up a wall. I can't hear what I'm watching on TV because somebody's crinkling. Yes. And, yeah. I hear you. You just want the one grab. I'm with you, Don. Thank you for your Uh, call. Thanks, Don. That crinkle. Thank you. you. Bye-bye. Yeah, that is, the crinkle is the worst. Only... Offensive crinkle is when somebody has the crinkle in the movie theater. That's terrible. Movie theater crinkles are one thing. Home crinkles are tolerable. Then you just turn up the TV. To which I say, that's why we should bring bowls to... to Yes, Colleen. It's a BYOB experience at this movie theater, so we're not not noisy. I'm such a No, you're just thoughtful. I don't know. Uh, We've got Stephanie on the line. Hi, Stephanie. Stephanie, do you eat out of the bag, or do you always put things in a bowl? Never, never, never. I have a thing about food on my hands and dirty hands and stuff. If we have barbecue anything or or crab legs or anything, I'm wearing the gloves because I cannot stand it. And if I'm sticking my hand in a bag, you're going to get cheese or salt or whatever on your knuckles. <laughs> and I cannot absolutely stand that. So I'm always pouring stuff in a bowl. Oh, my gosh, Stephanie. I love you. Now, I want to tell you something. I don't know if you've ever heard of this product. Hold on. I have to look it up. And I want to make sure it's actually still oh, a boy, thing. Oh, boy, is this as seen on TV? It is. But also, <laughs> I think my friend's... Uh, Yes, my friend's friend invented this. Have you ever heard of trongs? No. These are food finger tongs that are just for eating things like ribs and the things that get your hands all messy. Yep. Yeah. So, trying to get stuff out of a jar like pickles, 
I will, it's like 10 minutes trying to get something out of there because I can't stand sticking my hand okay. in there. Well, I encourage you <laughs> to, to look up Trongs, T-R-O-N-G-S. You can get a good, a healthy collection of them for a low price on Amazon.com. And you will enjoy um, finger cleanliness for the rest of your days. I will do that right now. Thank you, <laughs> Stephanie. Have a great day. Thanks, you guys. <laughs> Bye. She sold. Yeah, she see, sold. Look at that. I'm like an infomercial. Have you never heard of Trongs? I haven't. Oh, they're hilarious. But what I've learned in this segment, Colleen, uh-huh. is I'm a dirtbag. <laughs> I am a full-on nasty dirtbag and I apologize. I don't think I just, you need I to apologize. apologize. You get to be you, Holly. And if you, if that's, if you're okay with it, then great. And if you're the only one who's living with it, then, you know, that's yours. You get to do that. Great. Just know that if you come to my house, when I offer you Pirate's Booty, it will be untouched. Ooh. You're welcome. Ooh. Untouched Pirate's Booty Hong Kong. at the Lindstrom House. Uh, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, okay, we touched on this yesterday during a Dirt Alert update. I want to definitely go a little bit deeper on this story, and we don't know much, and I think that will be at the center of our conversation. We do not know much. But all about Jojo Siwa not being invited to the Nickelodeon Awards. We'll talk about that after this on My Talk 1071. Well, it sounds like uh, our very favorite, and actually, you know what? She's actually become my favorite. Jojo Siwa uh, was not invited to the Nickelodeon Kids' Choice Awards. Oh. We learned that yesterday, and we know very little about it, but we can have opinions about it, which is what we do all the time on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. Bradley's on vacation. Holly and I are here hanging out with you. Having opinions, talking and about things. Honestly, this. let me just tell you what we know. Uh, Nickelodeon has not replied, Ooh. has not made any sort of statement whatsoever. Ooh. What we know is that uh, Jojo Siwa, who was largely built by Nickelodeon, I mean, she was truly, I think, Rachel, you said it yesterday, the face of Nickelodeon for for a very long time. She got her launch on um, Dance Moms. But like a lot of the people, a lot of the dancers on Dance Moms, they found other ways to diversify their fame. And Jojo Siwa leveraged it. And she had uh, product lines and music and um, movies. And she was very much a fixture of Nickelodeon. Oh, yeah. Even if you go to Nickelodeon's website right now, you can find such things as the J-Team, Jojo's Dream Concert, Jojo Follow Your Dream, Jojo's Dream Birthday, Jojo Siwa, My World. So she is very much part of that brand. Well, yeah. as you probably recall, uh, in uh, I think in 2021, was it 2021 or was it 2020 Ugh. that Jojo came out um, and Nickelodeon uh, just last year. OK, it was 2021. Mm-hmm. I don't think Nickelodeon said anything about it. She, they continued to have a relationship. Well, the Nickelodeon Kids Choice Awards just happened and Jojo Siwa was not in attendance. Jojo Siwa um shared on her social media there's a simple reason why she wasn't there and it was that she was not invited. Oh. Hey. Now, the next thing she also then somebody uh somebody notified her that uh they did use her music at the Nickelodeon Kids Choice Awards. Okay. And she basically said uh, they chose my music, but not me. 
She said, oh, she, this, this was her actual quote. Somebody tagged me in something. They used my song one chance. My song made the cut, but not me. Ooh, okay. JoJo was saying some things without saying some things. Well, yeah, but she's also said some things by saying some things. And those things would be what? So in um, 2021, she was, she didn't say anything. Um, she did not bring Nickelodeon. Well, no, she did actually. Um, she was, this was in con- in context. She was talking about the fact that Nickelodeon would not let her perform any of her original songs from her new movie musical, The J-Team, on her tour dates. So she went on tour, and they were like, have fun on your tour and everything. Oh, by the way, all of the music for your branded musical, you, you're you not going to be able to do those on the road. Can't do it. Not going to do it. Not going to do it. Um, so, and this, and it gets, this is where it gets sticky and Holly, you're really good with these sort of like relationships behind the scenes. The movie, the J team was on Paramount plus uh-huh. that is the same com- media company. It's owned by the same parent company that owns Nickelodeon. That is correct. But Nickelodeon was not going to share, uh, or Paramount plus was not going to share for, with her concert tour while she was out on the road. Exactly. So th- that's where this quote from- comes from. She said, working for a company as a real human being, being treated as only a brand is fun until it's not. Oh, and she said okay. that over Twitter, seemingly pointing to that mm-hmm. particular thing. Now, the other thing that tickled the back of my brain is essentially, you know, when she was on Dancing with the Stars, that was an ABC entity. Yes. That all happened around the same time as her uh, as her going out on tour, not being able to sing her songs. She was in a place of really finding her voice, and she was saying some things that I remember kind of sucking my the air through my teeth on. <gasps> uh, Colleen, now you just said that JoJo Siwa mm-hmm. was on Dancing with the Stars. Mm-hmm. That airs on the ABC network. Now, yep. Colleen, mm-hmm. doing a little math here, who owns ABC? The mouse. That would be Disney. Yes. Mm-hmm. So a direct competitor of Nickelodeon. Exactly. Right. The two children's entertainment juggernauts, JoJo Siwa, going over from Nickelodeon to Disney. Right. I want to see the behind the scene receipts of what that looks like. So I'm glad you said that because I think the optics of this moment, and I do not, I mean. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I think the optics of this moment say Nickelodeon did not invite Jojo Siwa to the Kids' Choice Awards. 
the same year, the year after she came out Mm -hmm. and then just recently cut her hair. Mm -hmm. Okay. Right. Jojo with the bobo. Yes. Like your signature. It was like, you know, I suppose one could say it's kind of like season one of Felicity. Right. When Carrie Russell cut off all of her curls, her signature look and changed it up. Yes. So I think that those are the optics, but I also think it's important to remember that we don't know everything and what we do have bits and pieces of tell a different story i not a different story enhance the story Uh there's there's likely more to it but because nickelodeon hasn't said anything and actually honestly jojo siwa really hasn't said a lot either they're not going to say anything because these are two business entities who have lots of t's crossed and lowercase j's dotted yeah because what this ultimately speaks to is that in jojo siwa i believe in a statement that you just said earlier in the segment colleen kind of alluded to the fact that well it's fun having your creative life being controlled by a giant company until it's not. Exactly. Reading between those lines, there's some beef between JoJo Siwa and Nickelodeon. She's transitioning into a young adult. Perhaps she doesn't want to play the Nickelodeon mm-hmm. game anymore, but Nickelodeon perhaps has her under a contract that's almighty and they all st- controlling. Yeah, they still own the brand. But that's what I mean. JoJo yeah. Siwa is a brand. Yes. And so she may have to leave behind. Yeah. Everything that she built with Jojo in the Bobo and recreate something else. And we and, you know, we've always wondered how that pivot was going to take place. Uh And I think we started to see it taking place when she was on Dancing with the Stars and she really tried to take on a more adult role. Um, I I just would caution everybody. I mean, I think what's going to happen is they're going to let the court of public opinion figure out what they think is happening and it might just ride. And then everybody's going to be doing some image rehab. I just, I'm going to be cautious because I think it's about more than we think it is. It's about business. It's about business. It's not show friends. Show business. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we're going to get to some celebrities behaving badly. We call them after this on my talk. One Oh seven one. This is the Colleen and Bradley show on my talk. One Oh seven one. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. Bradley trainers on vacation. Holly Roberts and I are hanging with you. Just hanging out. Just hanging out. Just talking. Yeah, just chatting. Doing things. Yeah, but right now what we're doing is telling you about some celebrities behaving badly. We call them... D-Bags! Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Who's your D-Bag, Holly? Gary Coleman. Holly. He has dearly departed. He has. <laughs> but whilst Gary Coleman was in this dimension, he behaved poorly. Thank you. For, it's okay, you guys. It's okay. People are people. Yeah. And, you know, when you pass on to the great beyond, it does not mean you did not leave behind some mistakes. Yeah. And people are talking about them. Oof. That person is Molly Shannon. Molly Shannon uh, from... Saturday Night Live. Yes. She kicks and stretches and kicks. Yes. She's also um, Mary Catherine Gallagher. (laughs) Yes. Very talented comedian Molly Shannon has written a new memoir. It's called Hello, Molly. It's out today at all your major bookstores. And she has a Gary Coleman story. And in this story, Gary Coleman is a D-bag. Oh, no. I mean, I'm just putting it out there. No, it's, I mean, say just, it, just say put, it like just it is. Just put it out there. Man, say, say it. it. These are, this story comes to us courtesy of Molly Shannon. Okay. So she's telling this. We got to go back to 1987. 
Molly Shannon, NYU student, was just signed to be represented by Gary Coleman's agent. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now, Gary, this happens all the time. New celebrities end up with the same agents that uh, are carrying big, huge celebrities. And it's a big deal, especially when there's a name that they represent. That gives them some clout. This is exciting. Exactly. Exciting, Colleen. Molly Shannon was stoked to be signed with this agent because Gary Coleman had just left different strokes. He was hugely popular. Molly Shannon thinking, if he signs me, his clients would be me and Gary Coleman. I have a talent agent who represents Gary Coleman. That's awesome. Yeah. Now, she met with this agent. To see if she wanted to meet him and Gary Coleman in New York City. Now, Gary Coleman was 18 at the time. Mm-hmm. Molly Shannon, a freshman at NYU. And apparently Gary Coleman was pre-flirtatious. Oh, okay. And he was comparing Molly Shannon to his Different Strokes co-star, Dana Plato. Ooh, who uh-huh. played his sister. Who played his sister. Molly Shannon was like, you know, that's fine. We had a great time. We were laughing. We were joking. We were conversing. Mm -hmm. Then Gary Coleman asked Molly Shannon if she wanted to see the presidential suite at the Plaza Hotel where he was staying. Okay. And she decided to take him up on the offer. Okay. And then she said she didn't even think that anything sexual was going to happen. You know, she was probably 18, 19. Just like Gary Coleman from television's different yeah, he's strokes. he's got a really cool hotel room. That would Maybe, be awesome. I yeah. want to see his hotel room. Yeah, we're going to talk about TV, yeah. comedy, all these great things. Someday we I'm going to be staying in a hotel room that big. Yeah, I mean, we're being represented by the same person. Yeah. Well, apparently, Gary Coleman just wouldn't take no for an answer. Oof. It gets real yikes, Colleen. It gets oh. very yikes. Molly Shannon says, quote, I was an innocent virgin. He was playful at first. And then he tried to smooch me, and I pushed him away. Gary climbed up on the bed, jumped off, using it as a springboard to launch himself to me. (gasps) And then she says he was kissing me wildly, and quote from Molly Shannon, quote, sticking his little baby hands under my shirt. Oh, gosh. So says Molly Shannon. Oh, no. Now, she was able to escape to the bathroom she locked herself in it, and then Gary Coleman proceeded to wiggle his fingers underneath the door. No. Like he was trying to play with the cat. No. Gary oh, Coleman. Awkward. No. She said, Gary's relentlessness was unlike anything I had ever experienced. I didn't run out until he stopped trying to get in. I waited till he gave up. I was in shock. Oh, my God. Now, Molly Shannon escaped the room and warned the agent yeah. that his client was, quote, wild. And then she never heard from the agent again. <gasps> no. Okay, so there's a double D-bag in there. Yeah. I uh-huh. wonder whatever happened to that agent. Ugh. Because not much, I mean, honest, like not much actually happened yeah. with Gary Coleman's career after that yeah. either. Was he on the surreal life um no the reality no, series on vh1 no that was emmanuel lewis okay um no he was not on the surreal life um gary coleman though because he would have been riding that kind yes. of nostalgia wave in the yeah. same way big in the 80s 90s what the heck happened yeah and then in the 2000s well look we've got reality television shows that need people on them i want to say and i don't know if he did this before or after different strokes i i know that he did a turn or two on 
um, The Love Boat. But honestly, and maybe a couple after school movies, I just don't think his career um, continued with the same trajectory as it was on when he was on Different Strokes. Because he was a big, huge star. Huge, huge. star. Now, I yeah. can't find anything about this agent, Mark Randall. We don't know I, we where don't he know. went. He vaporized. But, he vaporized. <laughs> but here's the thing. Molly Shannon is Molly Shannon. And she went on to fame, notoriety, mm-hmm. and hilarity. Yeah. And you can read her new memoir, like Hello it. Molly, out today. I, you know, I bet that you, we always love a book that is read when the audiobook version is read by the person who wrote the book. Ooh, yeah. And so I wonder, I'm sure it is, uh, in which case I will definitely be downloading that on Audible. Absolutely. Colleen, who is your D-bag today? Thank you for asking. Oh. It is Chrissy Teigen. What? Oh. oh, wow. We haven't heard from the Internet's own Chrissy Teigen in quite some time. I know. And actually, we're not hearing from Chrissy Teigen herself. We're hearing about Chrissy Teigen through the words of Courtney Stodden. Oh, so dear. Courtney Stodden was interviewed by Page Six. Courtney Stodden, I, I have to say, we've always been a fan of Courtney on our show. We yeah. are now, in retrospect, realizing the reality of all of the things that they were going through in the past decade. Yeah, there was a lot to unpack with their story. Truly, mm-hmm. and and you know, I, I, I'm going to make, I'm going to draw a comparison. Uh huh. And that comparison is with Britney Spears and not for the reasons you think, because what the trauma that each of them have have suffered is not the same. But in the sense that they're both kind of unraveling some stuff at the same time and we're seeing kind of what it looks like to live out the um processing of trauma in real time yeah well yeah their fame they were experiencing elements of fame at the same time right as and and like having a traumatic experience at the same time so anyway courtney son i've been i followed them the whole time i followed them on instagram and on twitter and i enjoy courtney stodden for each stage that they go through. Yeah. Um, because every, I, I just, I, and, and even m- more so now, I think they are very thoughtful about how they share their story and why they share their story in the way that they do. Anywho, they were in an interview with page six. Now you'll recall going back in time that court, uh, no, Chrissy Teigen drew some ire and deservedly. So for some ancient old tweets, that Chrissy Teigen wrote about a bunch of different people, but specifically Courtney Stodden, because Chrissy Teigen suggested that Courtney Stodden should take their own life. Yep. It was bad. Very bad. Well, Courtney Stodden would not stop with this, which I applaud them for because they were trying to hold Chrissy Teigen accountable and give Chrissy Teigen the opportunity to publicly apologize, but also to apologize to them directly Mm -hmm. because those words meant something and were very hurtful and created a lot of problems in Courtney's personal life. Yeah. Well, Chrissy Teigen uh, blocked Courtney Stodden on Twitter at that time. Back like 10 years ago. Back when... Courtney brought it up the first time. Oh, okay. And in this interview with page six, Courtney was asked by the interviewer, are you, has Chrissy Teigen unblocked you? And they said, I don't think so. Uh, If I go to Twitter and I look up Chrissy Teigen, it looks like she's not on Twitter. So that tells me that I'm blocked 
Yes. By Chrissy Teigen. Yes. And she basically said, yeah, you know, I would have liked an apology. Oh, um, oh that's really, that's it's genuinely really sad. Disappointing. Right? Mm-hmm. That Courtney Sutton remains blocked by Chrissy Teigen on Twitter. Chrissy Teigen did a public apology uh, in the form of a Medium article, I think. And Courtney never got a phone call, never was reached out to directly by Chrissy Teigen and is still blocked by Chrissy Teigen. Now, I don't know that they care from the standpoint of I don't think that they really want to follow Chrissy Teigen. But in this uh, interview, uh, they said I was speaking on this maybe for a few years before Chrissy Teigen apologized. I wish that she maybe could have apologized to me like she said she did, because that's the other piece. Uh huh. Um, she said, but I never, they said, but I never got anything. So I didn't feel touched, let's say by the apology. I didn't get one other than on social media, which felt like she was apologizing to everybody else, but I was blocked. And so that's sort of where the story is now. I think a lot of people have sort of put it to bed. Like it's not something you think about regularly, Mm -hmm. but Courtney Sodden is still without an apology from Chrissy Teigen and Chrissy Teigen, as you know, is enjoying fame and fortune and red carpets. Yeah, what's Chrissy Teigen up to? Mm-hmm. Uh, currently in a tropical location, yeah. hanging out with their kids, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. That's really, that's gross. Yeah. Didn't it just need, makes me well, sad. In that scenario that you just explained that played out, at the very core, it's that Chrissy Teigen said hurtful things to Courtney Stodden. Mm-hmm. Chrissy Teigen didn't say hurtful things to you. Nope. Didn't say hurtful things to me. Mm-mm. And so not expecting an apology. The one person. Mm-hmm. Chrissy Teigen, you have one job. That's it. That's it. To send an apology to mm-hmm. Courtney Stodden. Do it how you need to do it. Quite frankly, it would just be simple. Yeah. I'm sorry. Blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to. I take responsibility yep. for this. Yes. Simple. I wish you the best. Yeah. That's it. And not only that, but you are allegedly, according to Courtney, still blocking them from seeing your stuff. Right. That I don't like that. And that yeah. speaks to a level of pettiness that, quite frankly, I just w- would like to ignore. I would like to continue to ignore because Chrissy Teigen is somebody who has completely fallen off my radar. Yeah. I'm completely. just like, I'm just like, eh, just go over yeah, but she's still doing her thing. Yeah. Uh, Courtney Sodden is in the middle of writing a memoir and uh, they said they wouldn't mind having a face to face conversation with Chrissy Teigen to discuss the dangers of relentless online harassment, which if one person understands that really well, it's Courtney Sodden. Ugh. Anywho, I again, I think that what Courtney Stodden is looking for is an apology. I think the fact that they are still blocked by Chrissy Teigen on Twitter is sort of like the cherry on the awful Sunday. Yeah. When we return Great. on the Colleen and Bradley show from D-Bags to Dolly Parton. What? Um, Holly's got a beef, a Dolly beef after this on My Talk 1071. Okay, well, before we get to Holly's Dolly Beef on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, I'm Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer on vacation. Holly Roberts and I are here with you. Hey! I do have to correct the record and I have to say thank you to our listener, Bridget, who corrected me. Thanks, Bridget. And, Bridget, I am so thankful for you because I am a surreal life dork and I do have weird surreal life recall but i did not recall that indeed gary coleman was on the surreal life 
but he was on one episode. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. ...of Surreal Life. So he wasn't one of the Surreal Life cast members, but he showed up in an episode where he was the manager of a diner, which he wasn't really. He was acting like he was. Um, and he and Vanilla Ice got into it, and there was a whole lot of... Um, which, that was not at the best period for Vanilla Ice either. He was in his Rob Van Winkle hating Vanilla Ice days. And then now he has come full circle in his... Fully embraced yeah. his vi- vanilla ice-ness. Yeah. Man, the surreal life. What a treasure of a reality show. It, I really, honestly, I wish it would have gone on forever. But you just said in the break, I said, I wish the surreal life would come back. And you said, yeah, but who would be on it? Who would be on it? And you're it? totally yeah. right. Because the people who would be on the 2022 version of the surreal life would have had to been famous at the time of the original surreal life because yeah. that was almost 20 years ago. Okay. That's where we are in the nostalgia cycle right now. So I don't Ooh. know. Just enjoy enjoy it because it happened. Yes. Be yes. happy. We're happy that it exists. Yeah. All right. Now, Holly, um, I know that you know that you are um, treading on some dangerous ground. Fine. With a Dolly Parton beef. Fine. What's Look. your Dolly beef? Look, Colleen, I know that Dolly Parton is one of our most beloved celebrities in the country. A true a national treasure. A true national treasure. But my Dolly Beef is concerning this interview that she did with Insider. Because, as Judge Judy says, don't pee on my leg and tell me it's raining. Yes, the great Judge Judy. <laughs> the great Judge Judy said that, titled a book, I believe, with that phrase. I mean, listen... Listen, man. We all know what it means. We get it. (laughs) Because Dolly Parton is here to tell me that she doesn't use expensive skincare products. Mm -hmm. Okay? She's Mm -hmm. just trying to keep it simple and humble. And I don't want Dolly Parton to keep it simple and humble. Now, she told Insider that she doesn't splurge on expensive skincare products, saying cheaper items are all she needs to get by. And I ask, (laughs) have you looked at Dolly Parton? Yeah, she looks amazing. She looks amazing and pretty sure Dolly Parton isn't using the moisturizer that's the store brand that's on sale like I do. Listen, if she (laughs) is, then that store brand better uh, swoop her up and get her on the endorsement wagon because she makes it look good if it's real. Also, she's saying, well... 
I don't do any big rituals with my skin or anything. I don't think you have to pay a ton of money to have good products. Most of the products that cost less are just as good and sometimes better than the ones that cost a fortune. I just love her because I can hear her voice saying it. And I know, and I get it, I get it. Dolly, you're trying to be just like us. Mm -hmm. You're trying to be relatable because you're beloved, because there is a, a humility aspect to your fame that people really resonate with. But again, Colleen, I ask you, have you looked at a picture of Dolly Parton lately? She looks great. And let me tell you, that look probably cost tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars and is not accessible to me and it's not accessible to you. And that's fine because I want to go back to what our wonderful colleague Bradley Trainer always says about celebrities. Mm -hmm. Be a celebrity. Yeah. Be fabulous. You're rich, you're wealthy, you're successful. You're all of these aspirational things. Own don't it. Own it. Own it. Own it. Yeah. She we also, don't want you to be like us. Yeah, don't be like us. Mm-hmm. Now, she also says that her good-looking skin is also because she stayed out of the sun. That I will get with. Yeah, that, that? I will, like, uh, yes, Dolly, good sound advice right there. Yeah. Yeah, you know, stay out of the sun. Put on a hat. Yes, wide brim. Wide brim. Yeah. So, you know, my Dolly Parton beef is very small. I just want Dolly Parton to lean into the fabulousness. You don't have to fib to us. Now, she's technically not fibbing because it's true. Maybe she does use Vaseline and oil of a lay. But also, maybe she was just really born with some really good genes. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe it's Maybelline. But she's probably not even using Maybelline. She's probably has custom made eyelashes made for her that she wears whenever she goes on stage. (laughs) Now, also, Dolly Parton sharing some of her secrets is that she says she gets up at three in the morning. I do, too, to pee. And then I go back to bed. I do. She said now she says she goes to bed pretty early. But even if she's been up late, it's just kind of a little clock inside her that says it's 3 a.m. Time to get up. She said, I don't require as much sleep as a lot of other people do. Okay, that sounded like a judgment, Dolly. I don't. uh, (laughs) I feel I feel personally attacked by Dolly Parton. (laughs) Thank you. That's just one of those things that that is a that is a, a small beef where sleep is great. Oh, sleep is not. Sleep is some of my best friends are sleep. Sleep is where I'm a Viking. Exactly. Sleep is where I regenerate. Uh-huh. And sometimes when people brag about not having to have sleep, I like, look, yeah, that's that's great for you. Mm-hmm. But when you say that kind of stuff and you're a wildly successful celebrity that people want to emulate, it's not particularly healthy because <laughs> sleep it's good we don't get enough of sleep we're not encouraging people to actually get some decent solid z's whenever i hear somebody say something like that there are two things um that is like an executive flex to say you know i don't require a whole lot of sleep which is a capitalistic way of saying I oh, yeah. I, I get to just uh-huh. I just wake up and I work 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 I just I'm a work robot. I was made to work right okay so that's number one the second thing that I th- I don't like I said I feel personally attacked by Dolly Parton <laughs> there is sort of this connotation underneath that and I'm not saying that Dolly means this I'm saying anytime anybody says well yeah this is I a, don't require a lot of sleep it's a it's a trope it is it, it there's like an, a judgment implied in that yeah. That if you do need more sleep, it's because you're lazy. Mm-hmm. And I'm not here for that. Sleep is the best. 
you should all sleep. We should all be in pursuit of sleep. More, more sleep. sleep. Um, I that was sort of like a goal of mine in the last year was to develop better sleep hygiene and make sure I was getting between seven and eight hours of recommended sleep a night. How you doing on that? Really good. Yeah. And guess what? I feel great. Thank you, Dolly Parton. Yeah. Now she does write it off being like, that's kind of a Parton family trait. You know, okay. she doesn't sleep because her dad didn't sleep. I'll give her that. But <sighs> sleep is good. Sleep is your friend. Mm-hmm. And we just, Dolly, it's okay. You don't have to be relatable. If you are a, just, you are all about work and you're all about getting the latest procedures done to look your best, just own it. Own it, girl. Own it. It's fine. Nobody's love asking you, you to be relatable. We love you. We love you. Uh, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, what part of your personal style tells the world that you just don't give a bleep. And you're fine with it. 651-641-1071. We'll take your calls after this.